All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Friday, March 26th. Fresh episode of Oilers Nation Radio. Episode 130, in fact. I'm Bag Milk. I am here with Tyler Remchuk, Rick, and Nation Dan is in a hole slash car. I don't know where Dan is. We're going to have Streds coming up in a minute. We're going to have Jay coming up after that to talk about the Nation Network announcement that came out yesterday. Lots to get to. Let's jump right into it. As always, we start off the podcast shouting out our friends at Sherwood Ford. Check them out on social media at Sherwood Ford on Twitter at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant on Instagram. It is time to get yourself into a new vehicle. A new season means a new you, maybe, Dan. You know? Nice whip. I'm in a vehicle currently. Dan is in a vehicle currently. We can tell. Sounds great. (laughs) Our friends at Sherwood Ford would like to get you into one as well. No matter your budget, they will be able to find something for you. If you're just looking for a spring tune-up on your current whip, they can also help you out with that new tires, oil change, whatever you need. Short Ford has got you covered. As we do every week, my friend Tyler Uremchuk will take yep. it away and give us the Sherwood Ford giant question of the week. Yeah, we do have Struddy coming up in just a second here, so hopefully we can all get through our Sherwood Ford giant question and answers. But we'll throw this one Struddy's way, too. That's what I like about Absolutely. having him on. Uh, but your Sherwood Ford giant question of the week, the added rest for the Oilers. Although it is unplanned, is that a positive or a negative for this hockey team? I'm starting. Bad, Tyler. I don't like it. Okay. Oilers were rolling before this break. They had just come off some big wins against the Jets, back-to-back wins against the Jets. They were rolling into Montreal against a team that was struggling. Montreal sucks. They are fake news. 
boys were looking to clean up that series. That was a three game series, but instead they got a few days off now to be fair. There's some players like Yamamoto who's practicing today with Nugent Cahoon, who was a little bit banged up and probably it's a good thing that he had a couple of extra days off to heal up. But I just think for the overall team, they were playing so well that for me personally, it sucks that they weren't able to continue in Montreal. Yeah. What do you guys think? I, I th- I'm a little on the fence with this one because they had played so much. Usually I'd say, Hey, I don't want this good run to be disrupted. And I just saw Struddy enter the waiting room. So we'll get to him in a second here. Um, I wouldn't want the good run to be disrupted, but when they played so much, I actually think being able to just chill for a little bit, some of their players were banged up as well. They're back at hundred percent now for this series against the Leafs. I actually think that's a good thing. Rick, what do you think? You know what? It's it. There's, there's both sides to it. You guys had it right there. Um, one way it could it could work and pay off for you. Another one you could come out really tired and just kind of lethargic. I think these guys though they are really upset about the last three games. So you got these Montreal ones. As soon as they announced all three were gone, they got to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that's two in a row against the Leafs. So I think they will spin this and 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 use it as a positive. Uh, I think you'll see a a, a big team come out uh, early Saturday night. Dan. Well, this is a team now that has had the last two times they've had an extended break, one for the COVID break and in, leading into the play-in round, and then one to start the season. Uh, it hasn't gone well for them. So you got to believe that Tippett's trying some new stuff this week. You're kind of looking at it like it's a playoff round where you you know, you know eliminated the other team a little earlier yeah. than, the, than the Leafs did, and now they're going into a matchup against the Leafs where, like Rick said, they've got something to prove. So, yeah, I hope that the team can turn it into a positive. History shows me that it, it, it probably is a negative, but, uh, but hopefully the rust doesn't take too long to, to kick off, especially because they have been going so hard up until this point. We're now, uh, we're now bringing in Jason Strudwick, whose appearance yeah. on the network is brought to you by Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the place to make with off-ice reps on their VR training system. It's in St. Albert. If you want more info, visionvrhockey.com is where you want to go. We bring in the man, Jason Strudwick. Struddy, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. It's like I'm doing a Playboy uh, Playmate uh, layout here. Yeah, you laying down in bed? (laughs) I I am, actually. I came up to pet my dog. I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it up here. She sleeps up here on the old uh, work bench. That was real nice. That's a casual little Friday afternoon for you, Struds. (laughs) I should have had a nap. should have had a nap. Get freshened up. Right before you jumped on, we were talking about the Oilers going into a a surprising break. Obviously, all three games against Montreal got wiped out. Do you think that this is a benefit for the Oilers to get a little bit of rest? Or would you have liked to see them play on as they were? They were rolling pretty well before this break. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd prefer to keep playing. I think that's they're they're, they're, you're feeling good. When you're winning, you want to keep playing every day. Uh, But, you know, in the short term, you know, Yamamoto gets a chance to heal up. Um, the big guys like Nurse and, and uh, Leon and Connor, those guys get a chance to kind of just freshen up. And I'd like to think that they take these last couple of days and really have good practices. Because what happens when you're, when you're such a condensed schedule, you don't get any time for practice time. So now all of a sudden you're getting a lot of practice time, you're getting rest. Um, you know, there's, you can't go get in trouble. Like you can't go out in Montreal for a big <laughs> night. And trust me, I know it's tiring. So uh, this, you had no option but to stay in your room and watch uh, The Crown, right? Something that is... I'm sure they're all watching. So I, I think that this is, it's not ideal, but you have to make the best of the situation, maximize the return. And I like to think with Dave Tippett, they've done just that. 
Strutty, I wanted to get your take on uh, what the Oilers could do ahead of the trade deadline. We just saw Eric Stahl get traded to the Habs for a couple of uh, later round picks, a third and a fifth. We've heard the Oilers connected to Luke Glendening a little bit. What do you think Ken Holland should be doing ahead of deadline day here? Well, you have to understand my, my philosophy. I don't think the Oilers are in a position to win a Stanley Cup this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of chat they could get by Winnipeg or Toronto. And I don't believe that today they can beat Winnipeg in a seven-game series. I believe that Winnipeg's going to make a move to add a D-man. And when they do that, their top four will be strong. Not elite, but strong. Uh, their top six are as deep as any top six in, in uh, definitely in the Northern Division. And their goaltending is is really good with, with Hellebuck. Uh, and it has been good for the last number of years. So I just don't seem able to beat that team. So what do you have to add? Well, I think you have to add at least uh, another scoring winger. Going to be expensive. I'm not sure. I'm a little tight with the first strings until I know it's time to go in. So I don't think this is the time to go all in uh, to try to get that guy. I think they need a third-line center. And then you can add, you know, I guess if you really want to get get really uh, hot and bothered, you can add a D-man. So there's a lot of holes to fill there that to, to get up to being what I call Stanley Cup ready. Um, you know, so, yeah, you know, you can add a Glenn Denning. I don't love the Dolors don't have a lot of picks. No two, no three, no five. You know, and I, I do believe you have to keep adding and adding and until it's ready, and then you load up and go for it. I don't believe they're at that. They're, they're not at that le- level. So you want to, you know, add, add something like Grand Denny. Yeah, I think that helps. There's no doubt about it. But I don't think that, uh, I don't think going, uh, you know, all in right now is a good decision. Uh, Strad's a big story this week. Uh, changing gears here a little bit. Tim Peel got the ax this week after he got caught with a hot mic about a makeup call. You played in the league for a long time. Is this surprising to you? Because personally, I've watched hockey my whole life. It just seemed like if you see one team get down or two, three straight penalties, you know the one's going the other way. Is this a surprise at all? No, it's not. And I, 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 when I saw his name trending, I'm like, oh, man, what did he do? Like, did he actually, you know, was it something he said that was really wrong and, uh, you know, insensitive? And I heard that. I was like, okay, and, and then what? And then what happened? Like, what did he say after that? You know, was, did he, like, sign language something? Because to me, it was nothing. It was it was like, yeah, I've heard that before. So, I'm, you know what? I, I, oh, we got to get it. All these people want to have all the wrestling perfect. Sports is imperfect. I think that's what we like about it. If you want to be perfect, you go watch Robot. That's perfect. Imperfect. The coaches aren't perfect. The players aren't perfect. And we should expect the officials to be imperfect as well. But there's some people that need to have it. Everything's got to be right. I I'm sorry. You know, I would love to go look for soccer. It's probably organized by size and color from left to right. It probably looks immaculate you know in their in their cereal containers it's all organized perfect that's not what hockey's all about or sports so i don't care honestly the rest i know it's good i know when i get three penalties the other team's gonna get one that's just the way it is the rest don't want influence it so i, I really to me i don't really care it doesn't doesn't bother it's not a surprise what do you make of the firing though because it seemed like the nhl just kind of like well we're not going to tolerate this even though you know he's retiring at the end of the year and he was going to be done but what do you make of that yeah, I know. I, I, I could see I could see it being an issue. You know, people getting worked up and you want to get rid of them. But my big thing is this, is that if you really want to get it worked up about the fishing, let's talk about Zach Cassian's hit against Nick Ehlers. The hit from behind in the game. To me, that was a hit from behind. Let's talk about Andrew Cop's hit on uh, uh, Ethan Bear from behind. Like, that was a real hit from behind. No call on that. But yet, we're going to fire a ref who says what we're all thinking anyways. Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't get it. It's really frustrating. And it's disappointing. Um, you, you want to talk about penalties? Oh, hold on. My dog is going off here. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking Who's dog? them or Frank. Off? My kids, they're the most annoying kids on the planet. Um, they, don't, they don't understand anything. 
but no, so so then you want to talk about uh, you know, let, let's talk about when a guy puts a stick on another player's or stick parallel to another player's hands on a nice that's a penalty. Let's call that all the time. Like I, I don't know why we worry about what Peel said. We worry about calling their actual penalties. And if people I to me, I, I think the, the standard should be you put your stick parallel on the ice to another player's on his gloves, it's an automatic two minutes. I don't care if it's the first 30 seconds or last 30 seconds of the game. That's the standard. And you want to get scoring back in or have more scoring, put that back in. That's that's an easy call all day long. Well, it does seem like it comes from the top, right? In a sense where when the NHL wants stick infractions, they get them. When they want no more obstruction, they get them. But it just I, – I agree with you. It was, it was very interesting to see the reaction and the overreactions about something that if you've watched hockey for any length of time, I mean, it just kind of seemed obvious to me. Yeah, no, 100%. I think what they need to do, they got to get the top players. You know, you think back to that big summit they had in 2004. Jan had led it. And they want to get rid of obstruction. You know, I, I obviously wasn't invited because I would have gone the other way. But I think <laughs> at that time, people really want to change it. So you get in there and you say, okay, let's get our top players. Connor McDavid, Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews. And you got to have some D-men, you know, in there as well and some goalies. Okay, what do, what do we have to clean up? What really bothers us? Because to me, at the end of the day, it's how the players want to play it. You know, if they, if they want to be a little tighter, then go for it. They don't, then let it roll. But uh, make no mistake about it. Those, the, 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 the people involved are the players. They should be involved in those decisions at a high level. Struds, what's the craziest thing you've ever heard a referee said to you or anybody around you? Is there anything that sticks out in your memory? Well, the easy one is that when you say uh, that, you know, like you know, you and I are roughing each other up and let's say you're, you know, you're not really a fighter and the guy's like, you know, I'm going to kick your ass and the ref's like, stand back, go ahead, kick his ass. I'd be like, oh, seriously? And I jump in and fight that guy. I'm like, this is on me, like calling someone's bluff. I loved it when guys call people's bluffs. Um, but I had the refs come up and, you know, like I, I was pretty respectful of the refs. And a couple of times, I, you know, I, I didn't like to call. And then, you know, I, I would try to stay calm and not say anything to embarrass them. But then the next period, they come over and say, hey, man, I owe you one. That was the wrong call. And you know that, that much that diffused the situation? Like it brings it right down. And um, so I, I really tried to understand the rest point that they're trying to do it in real time. There's two sets of eyes for 10 people moving on the ice. You're not going to see everything. And I can tell you from personal experience, I knew when the rest were looking my way, and that's when I got even things out. I love the <laughs> slash on the back of the leg, sometimes a spear by accident when I was going off the ice on a change. Like, that's when you even things out. So it's hard to see everything. But when a ref comes over and says, hey, I missed it, or it was a wrong call, I'm not asking them to go and make it up right there, but I just want to hear that. And I know probably they're not going to make it up right away, but it's just nice to hear someone admit they made it wrong. I don't need to hear that through the media. I don't need them to send a nice post-it note to my coach. Just hearing it straight for me means a lot. I, I don't want to see refs injured after games. I think that's unnecessary and, quite frankly, unfair. Struddy, for this game tomorrow night for the Oilers, they're obviously almost a week off since they've played. What should the mindset be? What is the mindset of a team when they're going into a big game after so much time off? Is it keep it simple? Is it just sort of do the little things right? Like what's sort of the messaging in the room? Yeah, those are both good ones. And I'd say just get your energy up as high as you can right away. You can't feel your way this into this game. I think that Toronto understands how they just man, they literally manhandled the Oilers last time. Like it was, it was just a real dismantling. So now for the Leafs have to understand, they know it's going to be a tough one. They'll be ready to play. So they just have to get their energy up and get ready to go. So, you know, I'm, I don't know if they'll have a morning skate tomorrow, but I expect a lot of energy in that. Um, and just have your, your, your best first shift you possibly can to get that energy up and meet what the Leafs are going to bring because 
you know they're going to bring it. They had a pretty exciting game on Thursday night, so yeah. uh, they're going to want to come and make sure they get it done tomorrow. Strutty man, as always, we appreciate your insight. Thanks for doing this. I got to go yell at my kid. The guy said, like, just leave me quiet. Don't get the dog worked up. And they're out there running. It's like, they're so annoying. They're so annoying. But I do love them. See you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, Strutty. There you go. That's Jason Bye, Strudwick for uh, Vision VR Hockey Training. Train your hockey brain to see the place to make. It's visionvrhockey.com. It is here in St. Albert. Here, I'm the one in St. Albert. But it's, uh, it's in St. Albert, so it's nice and close. And uh, Chalmers was talking on Real Life. If your kid's hockey team has like funds and money left over that they can't refund, Vision VR Hockey, that's the best way to do it. I'm um, a really unique thing that uh, Struddy's a part of there. Also, all of the guests on Oilers Nation Radio, they are brought to you by Cornerstone Insurance, OilersNation.com. The, uh, Cornerstone Insurance is our insurance brokers. Boy, I butchered that ad read real good. Uh, Cornerstone, <laughs> Cornerstone INS is uh, the website. Check them out. There you go. Uh, I just Better take- than last week's, man. Yeah, yeah. You took two. You had to take a second spin at last week's. Yeah, I edited that out actually. Yeah, so the (laughs) listeners would never know that last week's was bad. The last week's was ugly. Yeah, that was a that was a battle against the English language on that one. Uh, Tyler, I just want to I want to bring some people in in case you don't know. So on game days, an hour before puck drop, I've started a new thing on on Instagram Live called Risky Business, where we jump on ten minutes and we're talking betting on our games. We're betting with our hearts on Risky Business. That's what it's all about. Trying to make a little money. The funny part, Tyler, is you joined me on Monday's episode. Yep. And I couldn't have thought of a funnier way to end it. I rewatched it, actually. Oh, it's so good. Because we were talking about the game. We were talking about our bets. And the whole thing, the whole time, the whole 10 minutes, Tyler's like, well, I don't know. The game could be postponed. But we kind of forged on like, well, let's just go as if it's actually going to happen. And then one of the part of the shtick that I do is I have a countdown timer of 10 minutes. And when that goes off, it's over. Perfectly timed this time was when we're winding it down five, four, three, two, one. And then Tyler just says, ah, fuck the game's canceled. (laughs) And then the bomb goes off. And that was it. It was, if you can go back onto the Oilers nation Instagram to uh, this Monday, Find the end of the video. Like the la- literally the last frame is me like throwing my pen against the table being like, fuck. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so good. So I just want to go around the horn real quick. Um, this is the first time this has happened in the North Division. Yeah. There haven't been games canceled. We did have one earlier in the year postponed after Jesse had an inconclusive test or whatever it was. Everything ended up being fine. Game got pushed back an hour and they played. This time, however... There wasn't just game pushed back. All three got wiped out. So I just want to go around real quick. Thoughts on having the first series in the North Division rescheduled. Tyler, what do you think? Life is boring without hockey. Like, that's kind of my whole take on it. We are very lucky that we made it this far into the season without having an Oilers game even, like, postponed. Like, we had the one game against the Habs that was pushed back an hour. But other than that, we've been lucky that we've gotten our regularly scheduled hockey this year. And it really sucks when these games get delayed. And now we're at a point where I know some stuff might get thrown around with the Ottawa schedule still, but like Edmonton could play Saturday, Monday, and then what be off again for like another three days. We're going to go two weeks with like barely any hockey. This is a joke. Anyways, you understand why it has to happen, but it just sucks that it, that it finally came to that point. Yep. Safety first, all that. I get it. Um, we're all on the same page about it, but it still sucks, you know? Three yeah. others games this week. Just I was just sitting there. I'm like, what do I do now? Maybe I'll start a new show. Rick, what do you think when the games got postponed? 
I think I, I was probably more along the along the lines of what some of the more vocal people were like asking why. Like I, I get it, I get it, right? Obviously the the safety and blah blah blah. Um, but so you had two players, and we go back to like at what point isn't there like shouldn't we have been good to play tomorrow or you know like last night like those guys were out of there they were you know they were they were away from the team the rest of the team had their negative uh tests and whatnot they've come out every day since said you know it's only those two guys on on the list still and only those two guys only those two guys like i just don't know why it was you pushed so many games as you know like we said five, four games or whatever from that point. It, it's just it, that kind of confused me. I know it's more frustration more than anything else because you obviously you just want you want to play, but it just leaves me more questions. Like it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, especially when we played um, after the Montreal one with the false positive. Like it just, I don't know. It, it's frustrating. I know it's for the safety and, and for the best and whatnot, but it was. Yeah, I've still found it frustrating. For me, I would rather have them not play the Habs at all and rework the schedule and just say, you know what, we're going four games without a or four days without a game. That sucks. But I'd rather have that than have the Oilers pop up with two positives and have to sit like a, you know ten days again. No, and that's right? fair. And that's fair. But I mean, they called it, is it frustrating off. though. They called it off on like Tuesday, didn't they? Yeah, they said, I think, on Tuesday that the rest of the week was done. Because I, I think they, because of the confirmed positive, and it might have even been the fact that it was a variant, like, they might have just been like, oh, fuck, let's not risk this at all. Yeah. Well, that's exactly I, I, it. Yeah. I also gotta, heard, but yeah, the, rest, the rest of the team was away already. Like, it just it seemed like the rest of the team was away long enough. Um, obviously, the, the Bell Center was cleaned out properly and whatnot because the Oilers have been practicing in there. Um, yeah, just... There's just those weird little questions. I know it's for the best, and I probably shouldn't ask those questions, but that's just where I sat on it. It's just all abundance of caution, uh, right? It is like Dan said, abundance of caution. They got to do it. It's it is what it is. I also heard that um, through a couple of rumblings from here and there that the Oilers, Ken Holland specifically, was trying to get them to play last night against Ottawa and have the Leafs switch that game out. Obviously, didn't happen. And Reed Wilkins tweeted out that the Oilers were also trying to get another game in after the weekend before they return home to not make a big waste of that. That's still game. that's still a possibility that we end up playing um, Cal or sorry Montreal on the Tuesday after the Leaf game or something like that. That's or what we, I heard on the radio. Or today. if the Habs aren't good to go, we could end up playing Ottawa next week and getting our last two games against the Sens out of the way. I heard that as well from I think it was Bruce Garriott who said that. Where are yeah. they in the, in terms of the schedule coming forward then? I think they the play Montreal. One. No, no, the Ottawa yeah, versus oh, Edmonton. That's uh, the second late. week of April. Yeah. Second week of April, and then the third week of April is our is our week off, any like our four or five yeah. day break. So, um, so yeah, it's gonna get a little weird in there. Well, It'll we'll see what happens. This is all weird. You know, it's like we've never ever had an NHL uh, season where we're just like, well, sometimes you just well, gotta mix and match, see what happens. Yeah, and you're right, Big Milk. And it's like for me, correct me if I'm wrong. Were these were these breaks not put in as release valves for this this kind of situation where you have to postpone a game? Then yeah. you can no, there's some there's of those a games there's there. a week there's a week put in at the end for that. Um, and but everybody had okay. their five day break anyways, kind of sort of like normal. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, knock on wood, it doesn't keep happening. That's the but it will it will push back the playoffs by a week now, right? Like, no. I don't see any way. No, no, no. You don't think so? Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, they... They're not. No, they they have it all worked out. This is only going to push back the regular season or, like, the schedule's going to go one day later, but Pierre Lebrun said they still believe they can start the playoffs on the 14th. Like, even if it's pushed back a day, it's not a big deal. Oh, so they're going to try and squeeze... They're going to try and squeeze these three games in then. 
They are. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're not moving yeah, back to schedule right. a week. Or well, no, because they, they built a week at the end of the schedule that was supposed to be four. Um, no, I think they just kind of had a couple days of wiggle room. And that's they what just LeBron, kinda, yeah, that's yeah. what LeBron had tweeted out probably at the very beginning of this all on Monday. Well, that, and uh, Rick there's too. a week at the end. And for you, like, Rick, you're right. And I think that you might see that with other divisions where there's been huge disruptions. Like, and then that's where the win percentage is just going to have to come into the into the equation. No, because according according to that LeBron, according to that LeBron, LeBron tweet um, was that the Euler Euler Habs is going to be really hard to squeeze in. Therefore, that was going to be at the end in that little buffer zone. Whereas the rest of the games that have happened or have been affected uh, already have been penciled in somewhere else. So as of according to that one tweet I was referring to. Um, yeah, LeBron said the only thing outside of the uh, of the actual season so far would have been the three for the Oilers and the Habs. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I we'll guess see. we'll see. There's uh, a lot of speculation. There's going to be – it'd be interesting to see how they try and work this out. Just as it'll be interesting to see what I'm going to order from Skip the Dishes to celebrate my weekend. Why? I'm excited that there is a hockey game tomorrow. Knock on wood, in theory. The Edmonton Oilers play the Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow, and I'm excited about it. I've missed them. I've missed them very much. And I miss them so much that I will be eating takeout. Perhaps even I will do a multi-course event where I order appetizers, a main, and a separate drivers. Three separate locations. Even can you schedule these orders so you have like one order at about three thirty? Get you know you get your appetizer maybe four four fifteen. You know you have your dinner come around you know five thirty ish and get a little uh, maybe a little late night snack around nine. That's the way. That is like the it. way. What time did the beef and sheds show up? And what time does the second round of beef and sheds show up? Skip the dishes.ca. Go get yourself something to eat. Make sure you're fed. And like Tyler always says, tip your drivers. Y'all. We now welcome Jay Downton to the podcast. We're going to talk about a little bit of business that went on with the Nation Network yesterday. Jay, big announcement yesterday went across the network, had uh Chris Laboisier on the Real Life Podcast yesterday to explain it all. If you don't know and you're listening to this, I'm going to turn it over to Jay and just give a quick rundown on what happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was a, well, first of all, guys, good to be back. I've been on this pod in a while. So it's uh, thanks for for allowing me to join the mayhem. Uh, Yeah, uh, yesterday was a crazy day. Uh, Yesterday we announced our partnership with Altitude Investments, uh, led by uh, Chris Labossier. He was on uh, uh, Real Life yesterday to kind of talk a little bit about it. But uh, Altitude uh, wanted to team up with the Nation Network to uh, help us kind of grow this this platform we're building. They believe uh, in the potential of this space. Uh, They've been active uh, citizens in the community, uh, in the Nation community for years now. And uh, they, 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 they saw the opportunity. So we started talking about working together back in October and kind of walking through what we had for plans and vision uh, for this, for, you know, our team sites, you know, for OilersNation.com, but also what we want to do with uh, rolling up a league-wide content strategy uh, to implement off of the back of Daily Faceoff. Uh, those of you who don't know what Daily Faceoff is, it's, a, uh, it's probably the leading uh, fantasy hockey resource tool on the internet. It's a very established brand in that space. It's got a league-wide audience, uh, very, very passionate, engaged audience. And now we want to build a full-on content plan off the back of that site and kind of see what kind of shitstorm we can create with that. 
if you are a fan of the nation, if you are a citizen of the nation, Jay, and somebody who consumes what we put out, what does something like this mean to the people that read the websites? Well, it's, it's going to mean it's going to mean more. Uh, so for all our team sites, it's going to be, it's going to be more content. It's going to, it's going to uh, mean a better user experience. We're going to be revamping uh, the, uh, the, the themes of, of all of our properties uh, over the next uh, six months here before the, the start of next season. So it'll be, it'll be a, a better product to use and it's going to have a lot more content uh, on it. It's going to allow us to team up with, you know, more talented uh, Canadian and, and, and American, uh, you know, sport aspiring sports journalists, hockey sports journalists. Uh, so it, it's, like I said, it's, it's going to allow us to kind of grow the, uh, the, the basket, the potpourri of content that we want to push out there for, for hockey fans. Um, so, yeah. And also for us to generate more gambling content and maybe even some gambling tools to help us make better decisions. I like the potpourri of hockey content. That's a hell of a saying. That was a flowery phrase. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm all in on the betting talk generation. too. Oh yeah, well, betting, I love that. Uh, betting's betting's an interesting uh, space, and now that it's kind of making its way into North America uh, from a legality standpoint, you know, it's going to be a big part of sports. Uh, you know, when we go to Europe uh, and go and hang with our friends there and go watch hockey, like how sports betting has just worked into kind of like the pregame lifestyle, the in-game lifestyle uh, of, of a hockey fan is interesting. And we're starting to see it here, which is cool to see. And we're starting to talk like that and act like that. And you yeah. watch Twitter and, and you go and bag milks, you know, uh, risky business, you know, uh, show an hour before the game and everyone's talking about their prop bets and we all think we're geniuses, but that's kind of part of it. And uh, yeah, it's interesting to see where that space is going to go. And it's, it's definitely a space we want to play in because, we're just hockey fans and you know a lot of us like to to bet on our boys to get lots of points and, and uh that's that and, and that's just kind of the way it's going so we're just gonna we're gonna take a run of it with uh, with it and altitude kind of believes in what we're doing and this is why we were ultimately allowed to kind of start and form a partnership with with frank saravalli and gregor to launch the dfo red down and you know get john scott to come and join us on uh on, on hockey fight to this dropping the gloves podcast it it's it, this is going to give us the runway uh, to kind of help grow these partnerships and build a better network for the community. So, uh, and so that's what it ultimately boils down to is just making sure that we're doing the most we can for a, a, a community of hockey fans. Cause that is who we are. To me, when I look at it and was reading the announcements yesterday, we have an interesting opportunity in that we're creating content for fans as fans. When the Oilers lose, everybody on this call gets pissed off. There's no pretending that we don't. And it creates a unique environment for, for hockey fans to have a community of like-minded people. Because to me, the, sports is the great equalizer. It doesn't matter where you are in your life, what you do. Um, even looking around this call right now, there's very different people sitting here. But we all love the Oilers and we all love to yell about them. And this deal to me is going to give us a chance to do more of that and get more engaged with the people that love these teams just as much as we do. Would you say that's accurate? Oh, hundred percent. More yelling more events, more travel, just, just more of everything, more of, uh, you know, more community building and more community touch points to bring us all together. Cause like I think, like you said, Bagmel, this is a fan 
fueled company. Uh, this is all started because we were fans wanting to create content for fans. And, um, you know, we want to, it, it's that authenticity that's allowed us to kind of build this kind of momentum that we've, that we've created. And, and, and we, and it, you can't shy away from it. You have to lean into it more. Authenticity is so important. And that's, what's kind of the, the uniqueness that the, that the network provides because there's this amazing community behind it. So we're looking forward to doing more stuff like, Hell, we're even launching because of all this, you know, craziness we've done with our friends in Germany from travel and connection and stuff. We're going to be launching a German version of Oilers Nation soon. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it's expanding the community even to other markets uh, and whether, you know, and so it's, it's so hilarious to see kind of where this can go because, you know, because we're hockey fans and we take the tone and we approach other people as hockey fans, there's a, there's a, it, it, there's a connection to, to really easy that, that that's easy for us to build because of our approach and kind of who we are, because this, like it's, it's no one's talking down to anyone. This is just fans with fans and our language that connects us is hockey. Looking back, Jay, um, withersnation.com was the, was the start of the network that happened in 2007. Would you have expected that it took 14 years to kind of secure something like this and build the network up to a point where we're now having folks like Altitude Investments show interest? Or was that even a plan in the beginning? Uh, well, never a plan in the beginning. The first business plan for the Nation Networks was to have build something online about, uh, about Edmonton hockey uh, that would uh, give us the the means to be able to buy season tickets and make car loan payments essentially. So, you know, we didn't really have <laughs> aspirational goals uh, with it. We just wanted to have fun, but you know, we were seeing that we were able to build something here. So we just, you know, started to try and scale it. Uh, and, you know, one site at a time, new team site here, new team site there, you know, flames nation, Canucks army, all that stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, Holy cow. Um, we've been able to knit together kind of a, a, a big kind of network uh, just off of the, the, just off of sheer will. Uh, and yeah, to kind of see where it's, it's gotten to today, it, it, you know, yeah, it, we never, I, I never thought when we started this, it would get to this point. Um, but there was about four years ago where I thought this could be a reality. And this is where it poses like the interesting challenge uh, at that time of being uh, a company like this in Edmonton versus say New York or Toronto, uh, you know, starting, uh, starting and building a community, a hockey community and, no, uh, and content company out of there. Um, you know, probably, you know, a, something like this might've happened a little bit sooner, but, you know, in hindsight, looking back, we were going to market, talking to people up here about this, but everyone was interested in investing in other things um at the time given the economic circumstances and kind of where industry was but you know what i'm very grateful and thankful for that time because it allowed us to kind of look at the business as an investment and look at the and, and meet with smart people and have them beat us up in meetings to kind of really refine what it is we're doing we're initially we we're sending out a plan where we were going to be like like there was gonna be like nine you know subsidiaries and we're gonna do this and that and everything and it was just too much and then, you know, after every year uh, since, you know, refining uh, kind of what it is we're good at, what our core value is and, 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 and you know, what we want to be as a company uh, is what really, once we, once we really define that and started leaning into that, that's where Altitude uh, realized that at that time we are 
something worthy of, of working with. And, and, and that was a, a path that we had to kind of go on ourselves and figure out uh, to get to this point. So long answer. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. And the other crazy thing is, is 2007, we are not far away from our 15th year, 15 year birthday. Yep. That is insane. Oh. Yep. Yeah, it's coming up. If you listen to, again, if you want a full breakdown on the deal, yesterday's real life podcast goes into it. Did it help things along for this to go through that altitude is from Edmonton and they believed in the vision of growing something in Edmonton? Yeah, that's one of their, their core passions uh, is, is supporting local uh, and trying to help Edmonton companies uh, have a chance to, to grow and scale up and, you know, help, uh, you know, build a story uh of a of a successful company coming out of edmonton that was uh that was a huge motivating factor for them they're proudly they're a proudly edmonton company uh so a lot of brand alignment there in terms of core like personal like core value alignment um and then yeah like i said they just really also enjoy uh this space and they think the the thing that excites them is that uh, you know uh, a league-wide large hockey content company like they are fully of the belief that Edmonton is the perfect place for that company to exist. Uh, and that's why uh, that's another reason why they wanted to get involved with that. So they could help an Edmonton company try to be that company. I'm personally pretty excited about it. Uh, this has been going on behind the scenes for quite a while now before we were finally able to announce. And it's uh, it's a cool day. It's a really cool day. But I think the most important part is without people listening to this right now, reading the websites, coming to events, joining sponsors. social, yeah. all the sponsors, you name it. If it wasn't for the incredible community that was built around OilersNation.com and then expanded outward uh, into the other sites like Flames Nation, Canucks Army, Daily Faceoff, et cetera, it never would have happened. It really never would have happened. So everybody listening to this, thank you very much. Thank Since you. We were much. taking a uh, next nation vacation. We're taking PJs there or what? <laughs> uh, well, so I, I, I think I've, I've said this once or twice before, but with the success and the momentum we've been having with the air travel trips to like Vegas, like we were in talks with AMA, we were going to have for the, I guess, last season, uh, or sorry, for this season, because uh, we were planning right at the beginning of March of last year, uh, like chartering planes as like 100 <laughs> citizens going to, you know, going direct to Nashville or direct to Dallas or direct to markets that you can't really uh, go to without connection uh, on, on normal travel routes. So, you know, we, we were working on that because we built up so much momentum. And so we're, we're, we think, you know, there's going to be a huge appetite to travel once, once things kind of, you know, the COVID's kind of behind us and, and everyone's vaccinated and all that good stuff. So, uh, you know, I, I think next season, there's a huge opportunity. It might not be the, it might have to be the second half of next season, but at some point next season, the nation vacation is definitely going to be firing up. And yeah, like chartering a plane to me, like that's flying private. Like that's as close to it, <laughs> yep. close to it as I'll ever get. You, you heard it here first, folks. Start scrounging those pennies. Start, Start saving. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your, so, find your, yeah. find your roommates there, bag milk. <laughs> we get everybody find your trip roommates start saving your shekels we know you got empties piling up over the pandemic so <laughs> keep those aside 
you put that into a little savings account because we're going to hit the road and it's going to be great. Oh. If you've never been on a nation vacation, even if it's just a nation bus trip to Calgary, this is something you need to do. You need to readjust your life priorities because I cannot wait for our first trip. I mean, Rick and I were talking about it the other day. We were texting and we're just like, oh, cannot wait to get back out on the road. Just make sure everyone wears the right shoes, though, because we're not taking any elevators. We're not taking any escalators. We take the stairs everywhere we go. Stair boys roll. Yeah, yeah, it's steps. Yeah, you rack up the steps. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be happening. So stay tuned. I'm already uh, already kind of started the initial planning phases with AMA. What we need is we need the schedule to kind of be released. Not kind of. We need it to be released, and then we can kind of start circling some 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 dates, and then start building some stuff. And then probably what we'll do is just kind of go to market and start taking deposits to just tie up everyone's spot, which will just kind of make our planning a little bit easier. Uh, and, uh, I'm also going to be reaching out to, and this will be something to kind of, uh, maybe pull, uh, the, the listeners of, you know, destinations. Like, I think the goal next year should be to try to fly to two places. Vegas is obviously great. So, but Nashville is, uh, Nashville is an experience, especially if they can have a full barn, especially cause they suck and the Oilers rule. So that would be, you know, going there, going down there, knowing that the good chance that the Oilers can win. And then you could pour yourself out of the Bridgestone arena right on Broadway and go to all the honky tonks. Like it is, it'll be magic. So yeah, can't wait for that. Can't wait for bus trips. Just can't wait for more. Already talking to the Germans about them coming back. Like there's, there's a lot of momentum. We just need, uh, we just need to, this, this, this COVID uh, world to kind of get a little bit more certain, but I can't wait. I think the biggest thing here is that it's all good news. Very, very excitement. Very, very exciting for the nation network to be joining up with altitude investments. Check it out. The announcement basically anywhere. If you're at oilersnation.com, check it out there. Dailyfaceoff.com. Check it out there. Wherever you are, that's where you can read it. In the meantime, though, while we all wait to get back on a plane and to Vegas and the craps table, I encourage you to explore our beautiful mountains of Jasper. There's plenty to do. I had a buddy go out, do a little bit of spring skiing, said it was great, said it was lovely. There's plenty to do in Jasper. You can do a little hiking, some biking, walking, canyoning, climbing, whatever you want. They've got plenty of socially distant activities to do. And the weather started to turn. A little bit of spring, a little bit of wandering in the wilderness. will do the body some good. It'll do some good for your soul. If you're looking for some more details on what you can do in Jasper National Park, head on over to jasper.com travel again that is jasper dot travel get yourselves to the mountains uh jay since we got you i want to throw the sherwood Ford giant question at you today because we're talking oilers that's what this is all about this three uh unexpected week off is basically what it is good news or bad news for the Oilers? huh it's tough to just give it a one word answer first of all thank you sherwood ford for all your support and allowing us to get to where we are um, you know, we were on such a heater and you hate to kill momentum, but we've been playing a lot of hockey and this week, and we were about, you know, we were about to play even a lot more hockey. So uh, I think I'm, I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with it. It seems like they practice, you know, got a lot of good practices in as well. So I, I, as much as I don't want to see momentum get paused, uh, I feel like it, it, this is this could be put as an advantage for them to recharge now. Uh, let's see how they come out of this uh, this uh, spontaneous uh, spring break that they got in Montreal. That is the kind of answer we get that gives us a five-star review if you are listening to Weather's <laughs> Nation 
radio. Give us a review. I will read them. This one came in just the other day. It says, hurry up and sign them already. The title of this review is a solid nuge out of McDavid. Look, this podcast is good. Sometimes even great. Honestly, it's pretty great most of the time. Is it perfect? No. Do the boys make mistakes from time to time? Of course. But who among us doesn't? If this podcast were in order, it wouldn't be McDavid. That being said, if there is a McDavid caliber podcast, I haven't heard it yet. But I'll be damned if this podcast isn't a solid Nugent Hopkins out of McDavid. And for that, this podcast gets a well-deserved five stars. Now sign these boys already. Now, if you <laughs> fellas wouldn't mind discussing something with me, I know this doesn't happen often in the NHL, but I would love to see a Tyson Berry on the wing experiment. Does it not solve most of the problems that aren't goaltending? Bush gets to play more, and we get a winger that can put up some points. Let's go, oily boys. That is a hell of a review. Tyler, I'm starting with you. Tyson Berry on the wing? I, yeah, I feel like we've heard this review before. Where have we heard this? Am I going nuts? Did we read this last week, or did, was this on an no. episode of Nation Real Life? That's a fresh read, review, my friend. Yeah, we've, we've never heard this one before. You're, you're reading behind the scenes. Huh. All right. Well, that's a hell of a review. Um, I'm sick of the conversation of people always being like, <laughs> offensive defensemen, make them a winger. Like, that's the worst conversation to ever have, so I'm not partaking. Uh, Dan, what about you? Tyson Berry on the wing? Tyler, geez, man, it's a it's an interesting offer. <laughs> I, you know, I I felt that way about Darnell. I don't think you can take him off the uh, off the back end anymore. But but he's right. We do have, or they're right. Uh, we do have a lot of depth on our D. And you know, every once in a while, it's not a bad thing to try something new. Maybe it works <laughs> out for Tyson, and he has a new career in in the wingers position. <laughs> Uh, I hate that conversation with like every fire of not, my being. It's not practical at all. Like there's no chance. <laughs> there's things that, that he just can't do. Like there's picking up the puck from, you know, as it gets rolled around to you along the boards, as Go the end end up off the boards. And he, you know what? Just to be nice, he just shoots the wrong way. It's not going to work. Got too many right-handed, right-handed uh, shooters already. He'd have to be a lefty before we had this conversation. So unfortunately, no. Jay, are we moving Tyson Berry to the wing? Absolutely not. They are two completely different <laughs> positions. Like it's if you play defense and you get moved out of up to four, you are a fish out of water. You see the ice, it's backwards. So pick no. that puck up off the boards there. Get that breakout pass coming at you. Yeah, like no, no, no. That's terrifying. We want, no, he, he, he will perform better where he is than putting him on the wing. I like the creativity. I never want to. I never want to piss on creativity. I like it, <laughs> and this is a great problem to have and suggestion to have. But no. My favorite thing, I think, is when, whether it's real life or here at Oilers Nation Radio, when people in their review ask a specific question for the podcast slash give their own take. I like it. The other day we had Chase on does not belong on the power play, and that is the kind of review I want on the podcast. doesn't have anything to do with the show itself. That's what it's all about. Um, looking Looking ahead at tomorrow's game, to me, the Leafs right now are, I don't know what you would call it for the Oilers. It's like it's like a mountain they have yet to climb. The Leafs have won five of the seven games so far. The Oilers we've beat them. We have beat them. The Oilers oh. have. We've beat them. them. They got. They. We've beat them. We had a. We had a bad. We had a rough three games where they were able to pop what three goals in the first period and two or three of them. Um, the middle of their lineup beat the middle of our lineup. You know, our guys just didn't play well. That's all it is. I know there's everybody wants to sit here and say they have their numbers, something silly like that, but. If the Oilers were to go and win those three games, nobody would have been horribly surprised. No one's going to fall off their chair. 
if the Oilers can, if you can sit there and say the Oilers can win three in a row and not fall off your chair, it's not that big of a, it's not that big of a surprise. Yeah. It should be that that far out of the realm. These two teams are really damn close to each other. For well, me, and Rick, oh, the concerning ahead, the the concerning part would be in those last three games how much of a clamp they put down on Connor McDavid, and what yep. these next two games will kind of be a bit of a telling sign for. Like no one shuts down Connor McDavid four games in a row or five games in a row unless they've figured something out. So for me, if Connor McDavid goes off for the next two games, and Jay, you can shake your head, but like this is a legitimate conversation to have. If they shut down Connor McDavid for two more games, then there's something to be said about do the Le- have the Leafs figured it out? Have they figured out how to clog up the neutral zone and how to blanket him? Because that's a conversation to have if they shut him down for a fourth and a fifth straight game. That's why these next be, two games are important. He wouldn't be Connor if he got if if someone no. was able to stop him for for forever. Hey, you know what? This is still, this happened when he's young. No, I agree with you. I agree with you, but. This isn't. He wouldn't be Connor. He wouldn't be the 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 next one. The whatever you what you moniker you want to put on him. Um, I guarantee you, in in every level of hockey, before someone's held him up for a little bit and he figured out how to get around it, whether it took him three or four games or three or four minutes, he figured it out. He will figure this out. Not to mention, uh, the whole entire team's playing better. Like this, look at them coming off those three games. The records aren't even close. Right, like like Toronto has like two or three wins since that, and we have like two losses. Yeah, I was like, just going to say that. A completely different direction since the, since that. Um, it is what it is. You can't go back and change it. But no one here actually was that sad at the end of it. Going, you know what? Oh shit! I think this is that this is the 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 ceiling for the Oilers. The Oilers can't get any further. We all sat there and went, you know what? That really wasn't them. They beat part. They beat us. We beat us. Um, it was what it was. Nobody expects that to keep going tomorrow you're going to see a whole different version of that team. Dan, what were you going yeah, to say? The, for me, like Rick hit it on the head at the time when he said that the Toronto Maple Leafs just played out of their minds. They played really well in that series, that little mini series against the Oilers. And then they didn't have a lot left in the tank for the next week and a half. And the same thing happened when we beat the, or when the flames beat us that one game, the flames have, have never looked the same since then they've they've looked lost we absolutely thrashed in the next game so I mean you know you look at this team and you say that every time that we've gone on a little bit of a losing streak or we've had some issues it's usually the other team that's playing really well and you can't take that away from the other team at the same time as you say that you know the Oilers can be better but yeah I I think that this series will be will be closer I I think that the Leafs are kind of limping into it a little bit. And so they've they've probably had this marked on their calendar again as a way to kind of round it out and show that they can play like they did against us the last time. But yeah, it's it's uh you're I think that the the assessment of you know of, of Tyler where he said that McDavid's not gonna be stopped for four games and five games in a row. It's just not happening. So expect big things from Connor. And, and honestly, expect big things from the rest of the lineup, too. Uh, you know, Yamamoto's had some time to get get uh, get healthier. And, and the team has to be feeling, you know, all these teams have to be feeling a little banged up as the, uh, as the grind rolls on and as it seems to be nonstop. It's, you know, four games and five nights kind of thing now. And, and so, yeah, for me, it's, it's, I think that this is going to be a fun series. I think the Oilers are going to win both games myself. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Jay, what do you expect right. from this series against the Leafs? You're right, I was I was agreeing with what you have to well, <laughs> what you're, you're saying. So I was I was shaking my head with the positions you were taking, whether it was like okay. no or yes, and so I was with <laughs> you. I wasn't shitting on you. Uh, yeah. So okay, I'm just gonna 
wear a weird hat for the moment. If the Leafs were to shut down Connor McDavid in the next two games, then you could maybe make jump to the conclusion that maybe they figured something out. But this is Connor McDavid. We're saying maybe the Leafs have, have, have marked this on their calendar for you know a chance to kind of show up and and, re- and, and bounce back from the funk they're in. Connor McDavid has had been waiting and counting the seconds to get back because he was. He himself was, in terms of a very proud hockey player, humiliated in his terms. He's mad. Yeah, he's so pissed. he, so you know, it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see. The, did the Leafs defend him well in those three games? Yes. Did we play our best during that time? No. So this will be very interesting to see if we got a fired up Oilers squad and Connor's determined to kind of you know exact his his will against this team. It'll be very interesting to see what it looks like, but. You know, I will bet on Connor McDavid over anyone, 97 out of 97. So uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Uh, I am with Dan. I am just funneling the Kool-Aid. Oilers are sweeping Toronto. They're making the statement. They're rested. Yamo's going to be healed. You know, I just, I just, I, I, I really, I'm really feeling good about it. Well, and here's another thing too, that the Leafs will be facing tomorrow for the first time this season. Leon Dreisaitl, Connor McDavid, and Yessa Puliarvi, that's the first line. They did not face that trio together the last time. And shutting Connor down is one thing, but having him and Lee, he and Leon on the same line is another job entirely. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what those two can do because, sure, you can shut down maybe one or the other, sometimes both lines if they're struggling, but those two together is a different level of magic entirely. And they got lights out goaltending too last time. Freddie ain't coming around this time. Jack Campbell, you know he's 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 in there. I don't know if they'll pay you probably get both well, games. Yeah. I mean the Oilers got shut down by three different goalies last time, so I don't know. They goaltending. Yeah, I but I mean, Tyler's um, a hater here Hutch, today. Hutch, oh, Hutch yeah. stood on his head though. You got to give him. Yeah, he did. Hutch they, did and that's head. what I'm saying. Like the Oilers are fucked when it comes to goaltending because they've lit up Markstrom, they've lit up Hellebuck, and then they go and get like shut down by like Brassois <laughs> that one game and Michael Hutchinson and like Joey Decord. Yeah, I say it all the time on my pregame podcast. I'm like, man, you could have the second coming of Dominic Hasek in net or like <laughs> Martin Gerber, Mart Edmonton Oilers era. And like same results expected for the Oilers. It doesn't matter. Around the horn real quick. Let's wrap up the Leafs preview because a lot of people don't even listen to this before the game. Two big keys to victory on a Saturday night. Hockey night in Canada is in the early slot. I'm excited. I'll have the GDB up bright and early for everybody tomorrow. Two keys to victory. I'm going to start with Tyler. You're first up on my screen. Uh, I'll start with this. The Leafs had some time off, but then they got their warm-up game against the Ottawa Senators in. The Oilers haven't had that warm-up game. So get out of the first 10 minutes. Don't make any big mistakes. Don't cough up a couple pucks and go down 2 nothing early. Get the first 10 minutes out of the way. Like Struddy said, maybe create some energy. Come out of it 0-0, and you'll be in a good spot. And the second key for me is going to be get to the areas where you put yourself in a position to draw more penalties. That was a big problem against the Maple Leafs last time is that the Oilers just really weren't drawing a ton of penalties. They didn't get the calls, but they also weren't doing enough to facilitate or earn calls. So for the Oilers, get out of the first 10 minutes and then get to the dirty areas and get to the power play because that's how you're going to beat this Leafs team. Rick, you're next up. Two keys to victory over the Maple Leafs. Just overall team defense, the way you play in your own defensive zone. I think as long as we uh, we play as a play as a five of a five part system uh, down low, I think we'll be okay. Keep everything to the outside, and number two has to be the goaltending. Um, those three goals in those games before they really hurt the team. They really it's really kicked to the gut. 
So we need our goaltenders to, to come out and we just need average, you know, 915, 920 goaltending, but we can't be letting in a bad goal. Like we just need to have solid goaltending. If they, if we have that solid team defense in front of them, there's no reason to believe we won't have that solid goaltending. We start winning battles down low. That will take it out of the zone and that's where we'll get our victories. Jay is up next on my screen. Two keys to victory over the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, to Tyler's point about penalties um, and how to get more, uh, two things on the, on that in that respect. That's let's move our feet, let's play with speed, yeah. and let's yeah. force those guys to have to take liberties on us to slow us down. We're a fast team, so let's 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 use that to our advantage and let's come out with energy um, and just really push the pace and let's also just smack these guys around and bring in the physicality. That was a really heavy series against Winnipeg that was physical and awesome, and we rose to the occasion, and we were able to beat a really good hockey team. Let's bring that to the leaves. Uh, and then secondly, um, and then with that, we'll come offense and all that fun stuff because uh, of the penalties and all that and, and good stuff, but defense. Uh, to Rick's point, defense. Keep doing what we've been doing, keeping shots to the outside, you know, if, if, you know, we've done a, we've been playing really well in front of Miko and by doing that, Miko's been playing really well for us, not saying that he's starting, but just as an example. So uh, I think, you know, keep, keep defending like we have been the last little bit and then hit these guys with speed and they won't have a chance. Mr. Danger Dan, keys to victory, my friend. Uh, for me, it's, it's a little bit more what, than what Tyler said. Uh, I think that this team sets the tone in the first period. And, and for me, they need to do that. They've, they've tried to do it in that Toronto, the last Toronto series. Um, but if they come out of this game, these games up by at least one after the first period, I think they win every time. So that, that's my, that's my first key. My second key is something that was missing in that three game stint. And then it's, it's since then come alive again is the offense from the defense. And, and those, you know, the Darnell nurse activating and coming up and, and really pushing the play on, on the, onto the, uh, the Leafs. And then you've got Barry and you've got even Russell chipping in and Larson's been playing some of the best hockey of his life. So uh, it's uh, for me, yeah, I want to see some offense from the D. So yeah, get a goal, get a couple goals in the first periods, set the tone and then have the offense from that defensive player element helping you out. Just to wrap this up really quickly, Tyler, get your buttons ready. Ah. Hot and cold performers. But for me, just to wrap things up, my two keys to beating the Leafs here are, one, respect the blue lines. And what I mean there, I've been saying this all season long, when the Oilers turn the puck over at either blue line, it drives me fucking crazy. Bear down, boys. Respect the blue lines. Either get it out or get it in. And then second, special teams. Special teams are huge here. Uh, If the Oilers power play can get rolling, it's deadly. And right now we're looking at it going into tomorrow's game. The Oilers power play is rolling at 27%. and The Leafs power play is rolling at 26.8. So theirs is very, very good as well. And both teams are floating around 76% on the PK. So the, the special teams here are very, very even in terms of the numbers. I think whoever wins the special teams battle will have a major advantage in this. So, Respect the blue lines. Bring the special teams. Tyler, get your buttons ready. It is time for our Deuce Vodka Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Our friend Brett Kissel would like you to try Deuce Vodka. If you go to deucevodka.com forward slash find us, there is a locator right there for you. 
You can make yourself a little cocktail, maybe a little Caesar Sunday to celebrate a big win on a Saturday night. I know that's what I'll be doing. Oilers are going to win tomorrow. They're going to beat the Leafs. I'll wake up Sunday morning and I'll have myself a Caesar with my air fried breakfast. And if you're telling me that's not good living, then you need to reevaluate your life. DeuceVodka.com. Find out where to get it. It is all over the place. Right now, actually, I'm seeing 396 different locations across Alberta and Saskatchewan. So DeuceVodka.com. Find it, drink it, enjoy it, but please drink responsibly. Tyler, as we always do, we are going to start off with our veggies this week, which is the cold performers of the week. Seeing as you are the big face on my screen right now, I'm starting with you, Tyler, your Deuce Vodka cold performer of the week. I got a bit of a thing to do here. Um, You know me. I like to mix in some other sports here in this segment. I'm going with the injury luck that the Toronto Blue Jays have been facing ahead of opening day. Kirby (laughs) Yates, one of the best relievers in the majors a couple years ago. They bring him in bargain contract. I'm excited. I think he's going to fix the bullpen. Bang, Tommy John surgery, Robbie Ray, a reclamation project. He's carrying his baby and falls down a flight of stairs. You can't make this shit up, man. They are a cursed organization, and right now the injuries are killing them. I bring this up because I'm launching a Blue Jays podcast with our friends at Blue Jays Nation and our good buddy Cam Lewis. So me and Coombsy are dropping episode one of Blue Jays Nation Radio. Does that name sound familiar? Uh, we're, dropping on brand here. we're dropping that on Monday. It's going to be exciting. I'm happy to talk a little Blue Jays. I got my Vladdy and my Bo jerseys hanging behind me on the wall to celebrate. Um, so my cold performer of the week are the Blue Jays injuries. But really, I just wanted to plug the new podcast. Uh-huh. Is it, uh, it going to be a weekly podcast? How often are you doing it? Yeah, so basically every Sunday night, me and Coombsy are going to sit down and we're going to go through the last week of the Jays season. We're going to look ahead to the to the next week and we're going to have some interviews with different people from around the internet and all that stuff. Super light, super casual. Cam took a shot at Jameson before we recorded an interview the other day. It was funny. Um, and yeah, we're going to have that full episode uh, ready to go for uh, Monday morning, bright and early. Blue Jays Nation Radio, welcome to the Nation Network podcast team. Tyler Ramchuk doing 9,000 podcasts across the network. Uh, Rick, you are next up. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Uh, You know what? We're going to go a little on the light side here. We're just going to blame the the rest of uh, Dylan Holloway's team. Like, that guy can only do so much for his team. The rest (laughs) of the guys need to step up a little bit. Um, So, yeah, we're going to blame the rest of the team as to why he's out of the Frozen Four as of like an hour ago. But uh, we'll spin it to positive and say you now he gets to start his other career a little bit early. So we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna give him a, a hard time here and just say you know what guys you got to help the kid out a bit. Guess you could say his teammates they are just fucking ass right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Nation Dan, you are next up on my screen. Your Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week. Well, for my Cold Performer of the Week, I'm gonna head a little bit south from here and and uh, look at the Calgary Flames. And one Rasmus Anderson, who decided this week it would be a good idea to try and steal the puck from a 22-year-old rookie goaltender after getting his first win against Rasmus Anderson's woeful flames. And uh, so, yeah, for that and that alone, Rasmus Anderson, you're a punk and you're my cold performer of the week. Are you the way that you are? I hate so much about the things that you choose to be. Jay, you're next up. Deuce Vodka, Cold Performer of the Week. Can I have two? Sure. All right. First off, my first one, Shane Pinto. You're a bum. <laughs> Dylan Holloway for Hobie. 
Everyone, vote for Dylan. Shane, I don't know why. I don't know who. I don't know what Twitter bots you got working on your side. You fucking suck. Dylan is way better. Vote for Dylan. I don't get it. Second thing I have to do, I don't get it. The Yeezy Foam Runners. Has anyone seen those things? Yeah, I did. Am I, am I, am I sound I like, a, like, a, like a dad, like an old man yelling at cloud? Or can we all agree those things are terrible? I, I They've been first, horrible since the first story put out. They look like Crocs. They look like space Crocs. Yeah. And I hate them. This is coming from this is coming from like a he's got like a PhD in, in footwear fashion too, Jay does. So honestly, I know my opinion, but I'll take a step aside, man. This is coming from Mr. Birkenstocks, Mr. Uggs. <laughs> like he obviously knows what's going on. So I'm just gonna step back and if Jay thinks they're bad, I'm on to, I'm on teams with that. They're not very good at all. Yeah, I are you thrilled? Me. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you better uh, chance seeing me in crocs than those things. Crocs are comfortable. <laughs> I will defend Crocs all day long. I don't care. If you're at the lake and you got Crocs on, maybe a cocktail, maybe a nation beer, you're having a good time. Uh, wrapping it up, my Deuce Vodka Cold Performer of the Week is the Montreal Canadiens. I get it. We're doing this for safety. You got to. You got to. But you ruined my week, Montreal Canadiens. I was excited. Tyler and I had just recorded Risky Business. We were betting. We were pumped. We were fired up for a three-game set against the Habs. Didn't happen. They're my cold performer of the week. Burr, burr. Exactly. Flipping the ledger. Let's end off this podcast with some good news. I will start things off. My Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week actually goes back over 14 years. Nation citizens, you made a very cool thing possible. Thank you for reading the articles across the network. Thank you for listening to podcasts like this one. Thank you for interacting with us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and wherever we are. Without you, this doesn't do anything. Nation citizens around the globe are my hot performer of the week and for the last 14 years. Damn Arby's boys, wheels up. (laughs) Ski, skirt. Rick, you're next up on my screen. Your Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week. Well, like Tyler likes to uh, dip into some other sports, as do I. So today we're going to go and we're going to give this to uh, the Miami Dolphins. Uh, a longtime Dolphin fan. We've uh, we've gone through a lot of darkness, which uh, I kind of know and I think everybody here understands as we've gone through the same darkness with this organization. But as this organization is kind of coming out the other end with a lot of, a lot of young talent and, uh, and some structure going forward, so are my Dolphins. We made a couple of good trades today. Uh, I think it's going to solidify our team for this season. And we're, uh, we're jacked up for the next couple of drafts as well. So today, we're going to give this to the Dolphins. He's a Who's Bills guy, so this is what he's doing this. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you're right. Next up, Duzvaka, hot performer of the week. Uh, Mark Spector sending out some news that Oscar Clefbaum had successful shoulder surgery. And Spector, just at the end of that tweet, kind of says, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance he's ready for the start of the 21-22 season. And that gets me going. I'm a big Oscar Clefbaum fan. I will defend this man until the bitter end. They should protect him. He should be here next year. When he is healthy, he is their number one defenseman. And if he comes back, this blue line is going to be something to fear. So, you know, not giving it to Oscar Clefbaum per se, but the news to the, that Oscar, to the doctor, yeah, the news that he had successful surgery that uh, that has me feeling good here. Oscar Clefbaum's successful surgery is my hot performer of the week. Cash money, Jay. You're next up on my screen. 
your Deuce Vodka Hot Performer of the Week? Well, damn it, Bag Milk, you took mine. Uh, you. <laughs> so I will, I, will echo, I will echo yours. And then in absolute panic, I'm going to pick uh, a guy who has really taken a step for our Oilers, even though they haven't played this week, but who has been a phenomenal defenseman. And he's, he's being talked about in, in the same sentence as, as, as the word Norris. And that's our boy, Darnell Nurse. I love you. Thank you for what you're doing this year. You're a big reason for why uh, we are where we are. So that might not be, might not be my hot performer for the week. It was be for the season because I don't really come here that often. So I had to make up for lost time. The big guy is smoking hot. Nation Dan, you are next on my screen. Wrap us up with your Deuce Vodka hot performer of the week. Well, mine's pretty simple. You know, I know that this uh, that this week was long. It was arduous. We didn't have the Oilers to uh, to enjoy as much. But uh, Oiler fans, get ready. If you haven't been paying attention to the rest of the division, we're 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 sitting pretty right now. The playoffs are within sight. Get ready. Buckle up. We've got Connor McDavid, Leon Drysital. Everything is good. Oiler fans, we're the hot performers of the week because we made it through this week. And here we go. It's time for the stretch run. Let's freaking go. Dem Oily Boys, wheels up. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Cotton Eye Joe thrown in there? Goodness. I love great. it. All right. There we have it. Weather's Nation Radio, episode 130. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to this. Without you guys, there's no point in doing it. It would just be all of us just talking to each other as we always would anyway. I want to thank you for leaving reviews. Please leave reviews on the podcast. I will read them, even if they're very long like today's was. And I will end off episode 130 with another five-star review. This one's from Landona. More heat than the Battle of Alberta. Love the arguments. Great interviews. Hot and cold takes, thoroughly enjoy listening. Keep up the great work. That is a five-star review. This is Oilers Nation Radio, episode 130. I'm Milk, Rick, Nation Dan, Tyler Remchuk, and Jay here as well. Thank you to all our sponsors for making it possible. Sherwood Ford, uh, Tourism Jasper, Skip the Dishes, Deuce Vodka, Cornerstone Insurance, and Struds for stopping by and giving us his wisdom, even though he was looking real sexy on today's performance, laid back. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't tell him that. Dude, he did it from bed. He was laying on the bed today. Oh, wow. Okay, that is sexy. Never mind. At least his his Wi-Fi held up. (laughs) And no no bougie chime this this week, unfortunately. (laughs) Thanks to everybody for listening. That's it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Shout out, Damien. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.